This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Time to give our predictions for AEW X New Japan Forbidden Door 2023. I'm Luke DAD, and I'm joined by uh, the Jam That Champion Tempest. Listen, Pete doesn't work on this channel, it seems. He never appears on a podcast. That's, I mean, that's true. He hasn't been around for a while, but he is doing the live reactions this Sunday for Forbidden Door. But I'm not, so I still haven't had a chance to give this back to him. Also, you're just holding on to it for the time being. Mm-hmm. You're just keeping it warm. <laughs> oh, well. I like, the, I like the, 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 the clicky sound that it makes. I didn't get to do for, like, since full gear, and that's... That's so long. It was a long time ago, yeah. It was a long, you took this from me. I did take it from you, and then I lost it. Uh, but anyway, get in your predictions for Forbidden Door. And also, if this is your first time here, press the subscribe button, press the little thumbs up button, leave a comment down below with what you think is going to happen at this event. And also, if you're in the mood for clicking links, join us in Wrestle League. Sign up for Wrestle League, and you can predict against us. If you think we're making foolish choices, show us how wrong we can be by joining Wrestle League. Uh, the link for that it's in the video description down below i've not had a great run on this season of wrestle league thus far nxt and ring of honor real screwed me over i would be doing better if i didn't forget about backlash and i yeah that, that also has not helped me much but i'm clawing back some points because i had a near flawless night of champions card. i think i only got one wrong on that one should have went with those picks for the live stream and yeah i know right and i had a near flawless um Double or nothing as well. I think I got one on wrong on that as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm like I'm clawing things back. So I'm hoping that this show will also prove 
will bear fruit for me. I hope so as well. My picks are in, so make sure you get yours in as well. But we're going to discuss our picks now, aren't we? We are indeed, yeah. We'll start with the pre-show, kicking things off. Athena versus Billy Starks in an Owen Hart Cup women's first round match. I'm very excited for this. I might be the most excited anybody is for this match. I am maybe the biggest Billy Starks fan that there is. This... This wrestler right here, if I had my way, I'm signing Billy Starks. You might already be signed. We don't know. I would sign Billy Starks to a contract right now because I see very big things. I don't think she's going to win this match. No. Because, of course, you've got the Ring of Honor women's champion on the other side of this, so I don't think she's losing the title. or She's not losing this match as champion, rather. I think this could be a very fun little pre-show match here. The only swerve you might do on this is have Starks pin her to set her up for a title match. I pin the champion, Mm -hmm. and then I get to have a title match on Ring of Honor. That would be the only argument I would make for Starks getting the win here, but really, I think this is Athena's match to lose. I'm just thrilled that Athena's made it to pay-per-view. Yeah, I've I, well, I think, sort of to buy well, it. sort of it's on the buy-in, but I'm like Athena's been doing amazing work in Ring of Honor, and every time I see her doing her amazing work in Ring of Honor, I have this real like, oh, man, I wish she was on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I wish she was on Collision. I, I, I'm not saying that Ring of Honor is a, a, a hollow ground where she's kind of like fa- fading into obscurity, but I want to see her on Dynamite. This heel character she's got. Is Dead good. Mm-hmm. And I want to see more of it. So I'm I'm actually just thrilled that she's made it onto the pay-per-view, even if it is the buy-in. I am as well. Like I, I fully agree to think that the one pay-per-view match we've gotten for Athena on AEW programming has been a four-minute loss to Jade. Yeah. That's not enough. That's not enough. And I think I don't think this is gonna be like match of the night or anything, because it's on the pre-show. There's a lot of good matches to come. And that's not this match's job to steal the show. But I think these two have a chance to really step up and blow people away and exceed expectations. I'm very much looking forward to it, but I'm going with Athena. Hot Toronto crowd, first match on the night. Like, you know, that's not a dark match. I think they will... I, I think the crowd will be fully behind this and will be fully into it. We were discussing before we went uh, on mic, you know, like, will there be more matches announced? There's 10 matches on the card thus far. Um... But could there be more matches announced on Collision? Could they just announce them? You know, because last year they had what four pre-show matches on Forbidden yeah. Door. There's only one announced thus far. Do you think there's more to be announced? Maybe. Like I think there are a lot of people, both in New Japan and the AEW roster, that just don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. And I certainly would have thought that we would have seen. FTR defend the tag titles against someone on this card. That's what I thought. Like the the New Japan tag champs aren't anywhere to be seen either. Now I I would bet that Aussie Open getting hurt or Mark Davis getting hurt specifically probably derailed something there, and that would have been maybe one of the matches of the night. Still, there are other choices. It's Jeff Cobb's right there. Jeff Cobb's right there. You could do FTR with Kyle Fletcher and Jeff Cobb. Mm -hmm. Like, that is still a match that you could do. Absolutely. And even... United Empire. Barring that, they could have done Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Like, it's not the big marquee match that Aussie Open would have been. But if you're going to see an AEW versus New Japan card, like, those are guys that have held titles in New Japan pretty consistently for the last couple of years. I've also just remembered as well, there is actually 11 matches on this card because there was one that was announced on the Rampage tapings. 
um, that obviously because Rampage hasn't aired yet, uh, has not been made official. It's not on the Wikipedia page. I don't even know what it is. It is. I mean, maybe we'll go jump into it right now. It's Adam Cole versus Tom Lawler. Ooh. <laughs> I love me some filthy Tom. It's a filthy Tom action on Forbidden Door. All right. I, I, you could have... <laughs> oh, that's the face, isn't it? Like, All right. All right. I mean, that sounds fun. I, I'm, I'm here for it. Again, there's a lot of names that are not yet booked on this card, so maybe that is the full card at that point. But yeah. it, it's tough for me because I would have thought that you could do LIJ against the House of Black, for example, for yeah. the trios titles, like do Naito, Shingo, and Bushi. Or Hiromu, or... Well, we've got Naito as a possibility coming up. That is also true. That's what I, I was thinking of, like, who is the mystery partner for Sting and, and Darby? Yeah. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. There's more people in LIJ, though. It could have been Absolutely. Bushi, Titan, and mm -hmm. Shingo, or Shingo, Hiromu, and Bushi. Shingo not being on this card. Like, there was, like, a, a big Twitter thing today yeah. of being like, is he hurt? Like, mm -hmm. is there any other reason why he's not on this card? I don't know. But yeah, I, it, there's a... One of the problems that they've got here with, you know, doing this uh, for doing Forbidden Door and getting everyone on the card is you've got a, a big company, New Japan, a big company, in AEW, but also stardom. Mm -hmm. It's like it's got no presence here. Ring of Honor's not really getting much presence on here either. And it's like, oh, it's, there's almost too many people to try and get onto one card. Not everyone can get a spot, which is why you end up with a 10-man tag and a trios match and a four-way for the uh, the uh, international championship. Yeah. Trying to get as many bodies on the card as possible. And I understand that, but as we'll get into, like, the 10-man tag is an AEW match plus Tomohiro Ishii and Shota Umino. Pretty much. Which, I mean... It doesn't feel like the big AEW New Japan crossover that Not it particular. could be. Yeah. But I want to see like the trios of House of Black against an LIJ or an FTR tag match with whoever it might be. I want to make sure that people like Shingo are on this card, like Hiromu are on this card. Yeah. There's so many people well, that be, just aren't. But that'd be two years on the bounce that Takahashi's not been on the card. Yeah, because he got a fever he last got year. He hurt, didn't he? Yeah. He was supposed to be on the card and then got hurt. Yeah. That's right, yeah. So uh, if Adam Cole, Tom Lawler, I'm going Cole. I would also go Adam Cole. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just for the record as well, but I'm sure Edis Arellis would have sorted this out, but I'm picking Athena for the opening match. <laughs> <laughs> just so we're clear, I'm picking Athena for the opening match. Um, speaking of that international championship four-way, Orange Cassidy defends against Katsuhiro Shibata, Daniel Garcia, and my boy, Zack Sabre Jr., the tag match they had on Dynamite was a hell of a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I thought they were going to do two singles matches here and doing just Cassidy and Zach with Shibata and Garcia. But I guess mm -hmm. you're saving Shibata and Garcia as the singles match for the next Ring of Honor show. Yep. So it makes sense to put this as a four-way here. And hot dog, am I dead excited for this one. I think this is going to be fantastic. I think this will be a great four-way. I personally probably would have, like, preferred just seeing an Orange Cassidy Zack Sabre Jr. singles match. Just, 
you know, it, it feels more New Japan style in that sense because they don't really do a lot of four ways. But that being said, this match is going to be so awesome, yeah. and I am not at all going to complain that we are getting Katsuyori Shibata in a big four-way title match on a New Japan AEW crossover pay-per-view. I'm going to count my blessings here. I'm looking forward to the stare down that him and Cassidy have. They were on the same side this week, but there was that moment right at the end when... You know, Shibata's holding on to that belt pretty mm -hmm. tightly before handing it back to OC. Yeah. It's funny because I don't think that this is the match to have Orange Cassidy lose the title. Like, no. I, I personally thought it could have been that swerve match from a couple of weeks ago. But this is not the match. I want his loss to come against somebody who finally takes advantage of all the injuries that Orange Cassidy's had. But that being said... Boy, would I like, just like to see like a Shibata title run, like a summer title run yeah. in AEW, you know? I, I haven't told you this yet, uh, because this will be on WrestleTalk Extra that goes out on Patreon next week. My pitch for Orange Cassidy's next big title defense, if he can hold on to it till all out, this is my big pitch. It's Orange Cassidy versus Team TNA king of the mountain match oh my god <laughs> just like imagine like it's it's orange cassidy defending against Jarrett, lethal dutt and satnam singh in a king of the mountain match the whole deal he's fighting against so many odds there he's on his own against four guys on the same team three of which have got king of the mountain experience the other one could just probably reach up and hang the belt above the ring mm -hmm. those are some odds for some orange cassidy to come back from does he just, win Oh, of course he wins. Okay. Like, and you know, you have some real fun spots in there of Jeff Jarrett going to hang it up and Lethal being like, no, I'm going to be the guy to hang it up. And that's how Team TNA combust. What, what happens when one of them pins Orange Cassidy to be eligible, but then none of the others are eligible yet and Orange Cassidy's in the penalty box? They have to pin each other, but gotta, they don't want to do that. They've got to pin each other. It's like, uh, not taking the pin here. I think there could be a lot of great comedy to be had. I thought you were going to say Orange Cassidy versus Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> I mean, well, I thought that might have been the match they did a Forbidden Door. I thought so as well. We've been denied that match so many times over. <sighs> I think Orange Cassidy retains here. Me too. Yeah, I, yeah. I would have been more inclined to think that maybe a, an, a ZSJ win would have been possible in a singles match. Like, if anybody's going to take advantage of a, a, a hand injury or all these different injuries that Orange Cassidy is working through, I think it, ZSJ would be a great one to choose from. But in a four-way, I think Orange takes it. Come on now. He's, he's English. It's ZSJ. ZSJ. <laughs> we say Z in Canada as It's well. true. You do, actually. Yeah, because you're correct. Yeah. You're, you're a cool country. Yeah. And say things right and put U's in, in words. Yeah, regardless of what Don Callis thinks. <laughs> People from Toronto. Uh, I also think Garcia has taken this pin. Yeah. Garcia is well eating the pin in this match. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what he's there That's for. why he's there. That's why he's there. Uh, the Owen Hart Cup kicks off with Satoshi Kojima versus CM Punk. Satoshi Kojima. What did I say? Satoshi? I do apologize. Uh, yeah, Kojima versus Punk. Yes. Not the match that we would have thought for no, CM Punk. Absolutely and not, not announced in a way that you would have expected for CM Punk on this show. Absolutely Just not. here's his name in a graphic, in a, in a bracket. Yeah, because the reports are this was supposed to be Punk versus Kenta. Punk reportedly was open to the idea. Kenta was not. 
we all thought that maybe him just going off on Twitter being like, I ain't doing this match was him just working us. No, it was him just flat out telling us, but guys, I ain't doing this match. Stop, mm-hmm. stop pretending like this match is happening. It's I'm not, not going to let this man steal my move and then beat me with it. I'm not doing that. Exactly. Because Punk would have won. Yeah. And Ken's not be like, I'm not letting him pin me with my own move. Mm -hmm. The move he invented. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fair enough. It's it's strange. It's it's wrestling (laughs) stuff. But I think this match, again, has very high potential because... Kojima is awesome, mm-hmm. and I remember this is uh, very reminiscent of when a lot of people thought we were going to get uh, John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi at that at that All Out show in 2021, and instead we got Moxley versus Kojima, and everyone's like, "Oh, hmm. that's not what I was expecting slash hoping for." And then what we got was like an awesome four star match. I think this match has very similar potential here. I don't think there's much of a question about who's winning. Nope. But I think Punk's winning this whole thing. Yeah, I, I find it difficult to to look at the field and really see anybody else that sticks out. Anybody yeah. who will beat Punk. Exactly, anyway. yeah. He's probably going to beat Joe in the semis. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, it's Starks and Hobbs and Dustin Rhodes. And like Punk's winning this tournament. Like, this feels like it's Punk's to lose. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, maybe they use that as sort of like the... Unqualified, like the 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 unofficial number one contenders tournament, and you mm-hmm. do MJF Punk it all out well, or something. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like we are heading towards Punk and MJF based on Collision, where he yeah. essentially said, "I'm still the world champion." I there was a bit of fantasy booking I saw online that I really liked, which was because MJF kept saying he wasn't going to do the Tanahashi match, that instead Punk does it defending the AEW mm. world title because he still thinks that he's the champion. And we get that main event of Forbidden Door that we didn't get last year. That's fun. It would have been really fun, yeah. yeah. Instead, we got Punk versus Kojima. Yeah, but also... I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be grand. MJF versus Tanahashi, which yeah. will also be great. Yeah. Uh, it is a 10-man tag coming up next with the Blackpool Combat Club of John Moxley, Wheelie Yuta, and Claudio Castagnoli uh, alongside Takeshita and Shota Umino yeah. versus the elite of Hangman Adam Page, the Young Bucks, and Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, this is... I'm in for this. I am very excited I for this match. I am in for this. Like, there, there are so many different character bits that, you know, connect all of this tissue together. Like, whether it's the Moxley and Eddie thing, which I'm very excited for after Dynamite, yep. or... The Eddie Claudio thing, which is never going to be over. Of course, all the elite Takeshita elite BCC stuff, as well as Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii, which that was a feud that they had going on last year. Kingston and, uh, or not Kingston, Ishii and Moxley have history. There's a lot of history going on here. Would I have liked to have seen, like, maybe another New Japan guy involved in this? Maybe, but again, you take what. This is an AEW match. It's an AEW match, but. I think this match is going to be fantastic. Yeah, this match has got potential to be like the most fun match of the night. Yeah. I mean, I know we've got the 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 trios match that we'll discuss in a second, but like hot dog, there is a hell of a lot to this match. Mm-hmm. That's going to be real, real good. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Young Bucks, it's Paige, it's, it's Kingston, it's Ishii. I love seeing Ishii on pay-per-view, so this is great for me. Uh, and I, I'm really excited to see more elite Blackpool Combat Club stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the things with Forbidden Door, you know, particularly last year, the criticism against it was that you had to put the big AEW stories on hold to do these dream matches. Yeah. At least we are still continuing on this story, but we're having a little bit of Forbidden Door magic sprinkled in there with yeah. Ishii and Umino. I think that is sort of like... More or less the best of both worlds. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, like, again, I do want to kind of give them credit for not just putting this feud on hold so we could get, you know, the Hung Bucks against some trio of New Japan guys that would feel wrong in the in the context yeah. of this story. I think it's going to be so much fun. Though. I think this, again, fun. was one of the matches, though, that I went back and forth on, on who I thought was going to win. And I, I think, uh, did the this, same thing. This might be one of the ones that, that splits us. Uh, who are you going with? Well, I was going to ask you the same thing, because I might just pick the other one <laughs> just for the sake of fun. Because I, I also went back and forth on this a lot, and I was like, well, okay, well, the Combat Club won at Revolution, so you do you give the Elite the win here? And then I thought about it, and I was like, no, because the story is Kingston. And Kingston is always someone's downfall. Like they should have won at Revolution last year, but Kingston's desires to set people on fire is what sort of caused mm. his hatred for Jericho. I wonder if his hatred for Claudio is going to stop the elite picking up the win here and give them another loss to the combat club. So I'm going BCC. Very interesting. I think I've gone BCC in the Wrestle uh, Wrestle League, but for the sake of this being a bit more varied, I'm going to go with the Elite. It could honestly could go either way. I think it could go either way, absolutely, and especially like you're bringing in Tomohiro Ishii, who by no means is like a protected New Japan guy. He loses a lot of matches, but he is the big New Japan star of the match, and with this being a New Japan crossover show, maybe they could use this as kind of an Ishii so- showcase and have him be involved in the finish. Mm-hmm. If he pins Umino, then you don't really have anybody on either side from the AEW side of very things, true. you know, taking a loss and sullying their storyline at all. So yeah, I can true. see it either way, absolutely, but I'll go with the Elite. Up next, for the AEW Women's World Championship... Just announced out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I guess Mercedes Monet, Mercedes Monet's injury has just caused a, a bit of problems here. Mm-hmm. It's Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. So the strong women's championship is not on the line here. It's just the AEW Women's World Champion. It is champ versus champ, mm-hmm. which is a, a, a fun little thing. I think if you're going to do a champ versus champ match, I would just do it as a straight match with neither title on the line to mm. maybe create some intrigue in there of who is going to be the the victor coming out of this. Yeah. I think having Tony Storm defending the belt very much like guarantees this is a Tony Storm win. Yeah. It it's tough because I did feel like last year when we got Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa, it was just kind of like, okay, who do we have on the roster that has the most connection to stardom possible? And that was Tony Storm. So they put that match together and then after that they started their little team. So they kind of made a storyline out of it, but going in there wasn't much. At least here, there has been Willow Nightingale and the Outcast going back and forth over the last mm-hmm. few months. It just doesn't feel like all of that was building to a title match for this show. No. Maybe if they'd announced that a couple of weeks ago and had a little bit more, but even still, have we seen Tony Storm like do hardly anything on TV since winning the title? She faced Sky Blue. She's Sky Blue. But that's it. And she did the tag match on Collision. Yeah, I suppose so. With Willow as well. Yeah. 
So at the very least, but Sky Blue won that match. Yeah, Sky Blue won that <laughs> match. So there's a little bit of you know things aren't, aren't like, quite right. And but... the reason Willow's here is because she's the NJPW Strong yes. Champion. And again, like I think Monet getting injured yeah. is the problem we've got here. It's like Forbidden Door last year was yeah. like the, the injuries make plans change. And I think this was supposed to be Storm and and Monet, but yeah. the injury has made it Storm and Nightingale, and I think because it's Nightingale who is an AEW talent, it just feels like an AEW match. Yes. Stardom are doing a show the night before, so like you can't have one of the big names from there either. I think it, it just it feels like it's a bit of a, not a letdown, because I think the match is going to be really good regardless, because Willow's great and Tony's great, mm -hmm. but it's not the big showcase match that you want from a yeah. company versus company dream card lineup. Yeah. It very much, again, feels like last year where it was an AEW match. And this one, again, is an AEW match. And I don't want to put too much of that on them because, of course, Mercedes got hurt. Yeah. And again, if Mercedes Monet is facing Tony Storm on this show, like, that's probably, like, a top three promoted been, match on the show. Would have been the top three main event. It would have yeah. been, like, Daniel Sinicada, Omega Osprey, and Mercedes yeah. and Tony. So losing out on one of those does hurt a lot, but this is as good of a backup as you could get. Yeah. I mean, would I... Again, with Stardom having a, a show the night before, like that does complicate matters because I think this could have been one that would have really benefited by throwing a couple of Stardom girls in there yep. and doing a four-way match. But we again can't do that, so it, it's tough. We got the best what we can, and I'm sure they'll have a good match anyway. I'm sure they will do. Uh, Tony Storm is the prediction, by the way. Yeah, Tony Storm. Tell. Tony Storm is going to get the win there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, up next, it's a trios match of the Jericho Appreciation Society of Jericho and Guevara with Minoru Suzuki yeah. versus Sting, Darby Allen, and TBA. That TBA being announced tomorrow night on Collision. And Darby's line of, you've got enemies, you had enemies in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. If it's a New Japan thing, it's not Tanahashi because nope. he's already booked for something. Uh, it's not Omega, because he's already booked for something, which leaves Naito. Yep. Could it be Naito? Maybe. That, that was my guess. That was my guess. I mean, a few other people were like, Goldberg? Right. <laughs> like, I saw that and went, come on. <laughs> come on now. How does that fit with any of this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's got right. the Sting connection. It, it's got the Sting connection. Jericho and him do have a lot of history because they had the beef in WCW behind the scenes that then played into a TV feud on um, in WWE in Goldberg's first run there. I don't think it played into his second run at all, um, or even when he won the Universal title and that. But Jericho's music played. Uh, it distracted Kevin Owens, and then Goldberg won the title. Oh, is that what it was? I, oh. <laughs> I mean, that that is that is what happened, but they never they never connected those dots. So, my guess is Naito. Yes, my guess is Naito as well. Going through the list of people that Jericho wrestled in New Japan, or even since then. Again, it's a fairly short list because he did it's a rest- shallow pool. Yeah, he did, re- and it was a really good run. Don't get me wrong, because he faced uh, Omega off the bat, and then he spent a year facing Lij. Mm-hmm. So that was two matches with Naito and one match with Evil, and it's not going to be Evil. You don't think it's going to be Evil? I don't think it's going to be Evil. <laughs> no, you don't think it's going to be Evil? I don't think it's going to be Evil. <laughs> and then he had a match with Okada, it's who's the occupied. Story. Oh, God, sure. Get the whole House of Torture on this card. That's what we're missing. <laughs> Watching them as the house of torture. And then we had the Tanahashi match, and then we had, you know, it was pandemic time, so we didn't get any more of that. And then since then, like, he had a match on TV with Tomohiro Ishii, again, occupied, so it really does just leave Naito. I can't see it being anybody else. No, I can't see it either. And I think it's a good fit for this, really, because Naito wasn't on the card last year. I feel like not having him on the show two years in a row would kind of be cheating weird yeah, it'd be just, weird yeah. not to have him on the show two years running he he's one of the biggest stars in new japan even if his fall from the main event has kind of been a running story for him in new japan over the last couple of years he's still one of those names where the music hits and everyone's gonna know who tetsuya naito is exactly i think it's this guy i wouldn't be i wouldn't be upset whatsoever i think having darby allen teaming with tetsuya naito is just fun yeah totally you no, know tetsuya naito and sting like yeah. what a weird world we're living in we're gonna see sting and minoru suzuki in the ring together that i hadn't even thought of but you're absolutely right because the sting match last year at forbidden door 
is the one that I think of the most. Mm -hmm. The four-way was ace. Moxley's Hanahashi was ace. Like, up and down uh -huh. the card, it was so great. Like, it was all great. But I remember Sting and El Phantasmo. Like, mm -hmm. that's the thing that I think of. And Sting and the Young Bucks. Them doing the whole exaggerated back rakes and all this sort of yep. stuff. So now I'm getting Sting and Minoru Suzuki. And they're like, it's Sting and it's Jericho. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> like, oh, no, it's Sting and Suzuki. It's Sting and Suzuki is what I'm interested in. I want to see Sting no-sell. Mm -hmm. Suzuki chops, and then Suzuki no sell sting chops. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I can't wait. This is honestly one of the matches I'm most looking forward to on the show because I don't think a lot of people thought that Jericho's Gazara, uh, Gazara, Guevara, and Suzuki match from last year was going to be the amazing opener that it got, but it was one of the best matches on the show as well. Yeah. So these are two really good trios, even though we don't know one of the members of one of them. These are two really good trios coming together, yeah. and this could be one of those like sleeper pick match of the night type candidates. That being said, like I think the main event kind of has to be, might be the best oh, match ever. Well, that's so the thing, yeah. You always want to say, like, oh, this might be the match of the night, but most match, most shows don't have a match like Danielson Okada and, on it. And Omega Osprey. And Omega too. Osprey. <laughs> yeah. Who uh, do you have winning this one, though? I've gone with, because it's a surprise. I've gone for uh, the good guys. Mm -hmm. I've gone for Sting, Derby, and TBA. Just because I think if you are saving an announcement, they're kind of I, I've gone with them to get the win. Yeah, it, it was one of those ones where it's like I could kind of see it going either way. But given the storyline again with Jericho and Guevara right now, yep, totally. where maybe we're heading towards a breakup, and there's this sort of like, oh, play it straight, and Jericho doesn't need you, yep. Jer or Jericho needs you, you don't need Jericho, that sort of thing. I could see some sort of tension between them costing them the match. So I think it's going to be the mystery partner plus Darby and Sting. I think trio so too. As well. I agree. Choked up about it. <laughs> Which brings us into our, uh, essentially our four main events that we've got yep. on this show. Uh, it's a quadruple main event, everyone. Opening first, the AEW World Championship as MJF defends against Horseshoe Tanahashi. Yeah. This, funny enough, when they announced Forbidden Door last year, I did a show with uh, Denise Alcedo and we kind of got like, here are our predictions for what matches you could do. And that was the match I wrote down. Mm. It was like before, neither of them were like champions or anything, but I was like, MJF Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan versus the punk mm -hmm. of All Elite Wrestling. That's the match I would like to see. And I'm getting it now. Yep. It's sure it's a foregone conclusion MJF's winning. Yeah. It's, of course it is, but I don't mind. And I don't mind that Tanahashi could barely move these days and mm -hmm. watching him walk around the ring just makes me a bit sad. But somehow he still pulls out that Tanahashi magic because he just plays an air guitar and does a high fly flow and almost like, oh, he's still great. Sure, he was really stiff when he was walking down to that ring, but then he did a move and he's awesome. Hiroshi Tanahashi is maybe the best big match wrestler of all time. And even if he is at 50% <laughs> of what he usually is or used to be, he will still pull out a four and a half star match. And I genuinely think that is what we're gonna get here. I think MJF being MJF and really playing up the sports entertainment side of it, as he's one to do with loads of trash talk, loads of theatrics, mixing that with the ace, the poster boy of New Japan Pro Wrestling, who's gonna try and teach him a lesson with some real 
good old fashioned New Japan wrestling. I think those two are going to mix together brilliantly. Yep. I I kind of wish that this was the sort of match where it's like if you could take Tanahashi from like six years ago yep. and put him into today and just have him be like a, a phenomenal like athletic specimen and really be at the height of his powers, and maybe you could see, like, I don't think the timing would work out any way for MJF to lose the title. No. But if this was a younger Tanahashi, I think Tanahashi is AEW world champion for, like, a summer would be so cool. I, I We said this last year. Like, uh, yeah, sure, you've got the interim world championship, you're creating a new champion and all this sort of stuff, but it would have been kind of weird and fun for Tanahashi to have won the belt. Yeah. Even if he had held it for just a month and then Moxie wins it back or something. It's the interim world championship. It didn't matter. It matters a bit more now because yeah. this is just the world title. I'm going with MJF. I'm yeah. assuming you're doing the same. The, yeah, I'm yeah. going with MJF here. There's a lot of things cooking right now for MJF with a lot of different challengers. But this should be an absolutely fantastic match. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad we're getting a couple of world title matches that are singles matches as well. And that is our next one here. It's Jungle Boy Jack Perry going for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Sanada. Odd match. This is a very strange match. Real strange. We were talking about this last week when they announced this match. And you made the point of the problem with dream show matches like this and you got your world titles is that you have to have the not as big stars go for the world titles. Tanahashi is like one of the biggest names in New Japan, but he is the star you can beat. Yes. He's not a protected star within New Japan. Not anymore. Not anymore. Anyway, you're absolutely right. So like Jungle Boy going for Sonata, you can't have it be punk. Right. You can't have it be Omega or Paige, or maybe Paige, because Paige is a Paige is a star you can beat. I don't even know, but I, I but I, I don't think I wouldn't do it. But mm-hmm. I feel like Paige. They often treat Paige as a guy that you can beat, and it, it doesn't hurt him in any way. So, but you, so you have to put someone like a Jack Perry in this match, and I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. And also, I think it's going to play more into the heel turn that he's yeah. got coming with Hook, which elevates Hook somewhat, which is good. It just, I think. Eh, probably sucks a bit for Sonata. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I had this point where I was kind of leaving it for, I guess, a show like this, where this is the issue, and call it an issue, they'll have a good match, and it is what it is, but this is the issue with having someone like Sonata as your world champion. It's the same issue that you had when the Guns were the AEW tag champions, because there are the guys where all of a sudden, if the Young Bucks are tag team champions or if Okada is the world champion, you can book them against anybody and have them win. Mm-hmm. And it just, it makes sense because who's going to beat them, you know? So if Okada is the champion, you could have anybody on the AEW roster go in and face him for the title and lose. That's not a problem because you can face Okada and lose and not look bad. Because he's a Carter. Yeah, the, same like thing. The, one of the greatest ever. Same thing with the Young Bucks being AEW World Tag Team Champions. Same with a lot of the different tag team champions they've had. But when you have someone like the Guns as tag team champions, it limits the amount of people that they can go against because they can't just go in there and beat the Young Bucks. They can't beat the Lucha Brothers because that would sort of damage those other guys. So you get what we get at Revolution where all of a sudden it's a four-way tag and one of the teams is Dan Howes and Orange Cassidy. Yeah, right. And team TNA. Team TNA. And all of a sudden, 
the quality of teams that they're allowed to beat is much lower than it would be otherwise. And it's the same thing here with Sonata, where, like you said, you can't have someone like Sonata go into this show, and especially on a crossover show, mm -hmm. where it's really political about who you can beat and who you can't. You can't have Sonata go in there and just beat one of the top AEW guys, because that doesn't really work the same way. It's, you can't even beat Cole. No, you can't, unfortunately. So you get a match like this, and again, I'm sure they're going to have a really good match, but I am a little concerned about how the Toronto crowd is going to treat this one. Ooh. I think this could be a match where Jungle Boy gets booed, yeah. and potentially a lot. I think that's, going by the, like, the reports from Rampage, that's that kind of is what happens mm -hmm. uh, in his match there. So I think that's going to happen. Like, you know, you're a native. This Toronto crowd you think is going to be like hot for everything. But like, do you think this will be the match where they do turn on someone? I think so. I think this is going to possibly, and this is someone who's so, who really wanted to go to the show, <laughs> but couldn't. Down the road from your house, more or less. Yeah, it would have taken me 20 minutes to get there. <laughs> but having said that, I think that the crowd... May f and this is going to sound like a really harsh word, but feel a little bit cheated out of a Ooh. big IWGP heavyweight championship match. Now, granted, I think some of that goes into Sonata being champion as well, mm -hmm. where there's now two years in a row where the champion going into the spring was Okada. Yeah. And you could have seen Okada against somebody for the world championship. And instead, we're getting... Now, Sonata against Jack Perry, and that's just not the big marquee IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match that you might hope for out of a yeah. show like this. And I think that they might not necessarily turn on the match, but take that frustration out on Jungle Boy just as a... He's going to be the one they direct that anger at. And I think that might play into their hand if he's going to turn heel on this show and just take all of that and throw it right back at them. But I think it's going to be a very interesting match to watch. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Sonata uh, did this interview, and you know, obviously a lot of it's in character and things like that, but he was like, I have no idea who Jack Perry is. Mm -hmm. This feels like a real disrespectful uh, choice for the IW. This should be a belt that's treated special, and, yeah. I, and I don't think Jack Perry is a special choice. Who would you have done? Well, that, well that's the problem. But, Maybe uh, but, Pac? I, yeah, mate. Actually, Pac would have been fun. Like, Pac's a surprising choice, but again, doesn't feel like a tippity-top guy that should be going for this belt and I, I i take your point of what you mean by by sonata but i i guess as well sonata's comments there tie more into this jack perry heel turn mm -hmm. that is likely going to be coming in the summer and i think jack perry versus hook will probably be one of the marquee matches for all out mm -hmm. or maybe even all in yeah i, I could have seen maybe like a claudio as well yeah as the ring of honor champion yeah I think if you had done maybe something like, you know, again, and I'm not advocating for a ton of four ways or anything like that, but this might have been one that could have benefited from it, where if you did, like, Malachi Black, Pac, Shingo, and Sonata, all yeah. of a sudden, there's a lot of star power in that match. And even have Jungle Boy be involved in one of those, like, have him be one of the guys instead of Malachi or whatever you want to do, but I don't know. We'll see. But here are our two big matches. Yeah. Holy heckins. Like, I mean, both of these were announced while I was away. And I got back to just this, like, incredible bit of news. Because in my lifetime, I'm going to get to see Brian Danielson 
versus Okada. Yep. Oh, man. Like, and this is the most incredible thing about this show. I know there are some people who are a bit down on this card because it's not every match is a dream match. I couldn't give a rat's ass. You could have loaded this card up with the guns and a bunch of other people I do not care about. Because you're giving me Danielson versus Okada. Yep. On, I, you could have just given me this match and I would have been a happy boy. But it's on the same card as Kenny Omega Osprey too. <laughs> which is like, <laughs> any other night, this would be like, oh, this would be a match of the year contender. Yep. But it's going up against what was already a match of the year contender in January. I don't think there has been a match that has come within an arse's roar of being as good as Okada Osprey. Sorry, one, Omega Osprey. The only one I've considered in contention is the the MJF Brian Iron Man match. Yeah, that that's it. it that's though. it because like that that Omega Osprey match at Wrestle Kingdom was gosh darn perfection. Mm-hmm. And we're getting it again here. And somehow, because that match was so good, I'm being like, Danielson versus Okada's got a tough act to, to live up to. Mm-hmm. Danielson Okada has got a tough like, night to live up to. But this match is going to be something real special. The, I, I mean, which one do you want to talk about first? Well, let's go, let's go with Danielson Okada first, because I think they have announced that Omega Osprey is the main event of the show. Interesting. I thought that it was going to be Okada and Danielson as the main event. I'm pretty sure they announced... Like a couple of weeks, like it might have been last week, Omega Osprey is closing the show because then they were. Like, that's when they were like, ah, oh, they're right. going to do a big angle at the end there. It could be the Kota Ibushi. <laughs> like, you know, like the, the, the big angle is coming at the end of the show. Kind of like how last year's Forbidden Door was the build for Blood and Guts. Oh, God. I like to forget about that, <laughs> like, honestly. That maybe this is also going to be. Isn't it wild that the best pay-per-view of AEW and the best pay-per-view of WWE had the weirdest goddamn endings (laughs) last year with the Tyson Fury sing-along and the blood and guts thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway. But uh, yeah, so we'll go with Danielson Okada first. I think we have, and this is overblown (laughs) a lot, I think we have a legit chance to see like the best match of all. (laughs) It could be, man. You know, like I am still of the belief five years later, that Omega Okada 4 is the greatest match in the history of wrestling. How many people can you say are potentially better than Kenny Omega in the ring? It is a small, it is, small pool. It is a very short list. And yeah. Brian Danielson is potentially, depending on your argument, one of those people. Either you can count those number of people on one hand while holding something. Mm-hmm. And this is a match in front of a crowd that wants to <laughs> yeah. see it. That's right. This has the dream match feel. This is in front of like a dream match ready crowd. You remember when at Grand Slam, when it was Danielson squaring off against Omega and yeah. the crowd were losing their mind because the bell rang? Mm-hmm. I think we may get something pretty similar. You're going to get holy S word chance at the bell ringing. Yeah. I guarantee it. I, just the entrances alone I'm, I'm excited for because Danielson's going to make his entrance and be like, oh, Danielson's so cool. And then Akada's going to be like, oh my God, it's Akada. And Akada's now going to wrestle Danielson. And I, just, I feel like every fiber of my being is excited for this. Yes. there is. Ve- there are very few just match announcements that could elicit the kind of reaction that this match (laughs) announcement got out of me watching Dominion live at like 10 in the morning and just sitting in bed just going, oh my God, oh my God. 
<laughs> I can't wait. This is like, this has match of the year written on it, and that might be an understatement. Yeah, pretty much. Just madness. It is. But who do you think is winning? This is a kind of another very good question. It's, I mean, I okay, in Wrestle League I've gone Danielson. Interesting. In Wrestle League I've gone Okada. Really? Yep. I didn't I didn't know. Yep. I didn't know, so I just went Danielson and I've got honestly no argument. Mm -hmm. I've got no argument for my pick. I just went with my gut. Yeah. The only thing I thought of when I was picking a winner here was that Danielson said in his promo that he's the litmus test of great. And right. this is like, I don't think Okada necessarily needs to prove his greatness by any means. <laughs> but if that's the story of prove to me that you're great, I think Okada beats Danielson. That's a good it's argument. Like, I actually am the best of all time. Yeah, that is a good argument. Damn, that's but that's gonna be a good match. I could see it going either way though. Yeah, like really. this is one of the ones where I almost don't care. I'm glad that I can feel it going either way. Cause it's just gonna make all the near falls that much better. Whereas if this was like the world championship match, I probably would have thought, ah, it's probably a more clear cut winner here. Here it could go either way. I'm just gonna be excited for the whole thing. Oh, oh I'm so pumped. Did they do a time limit draw? Maybe. maybe. I, I think that would maybe sully the, the fans' enjoyment. I think you have to give this one a finish. I think this needs a finish. Yeah. Unless you are building to a rematch. Even still, I think this needs a finish. You could just yeah. do it again. And, yeah. You know, if you do the first one, give them a finish and then do the second one. Basically, follow the structure of like yeah. the Omega Okada series. Because the first one goes like 45 minutes with a great finish. And then the second one's a time limit draw. I think that makes it easier to then build to a third. Wow. If you are going to do a series, I mean, or this is just a one-off thing, we're just doing I would be happy one either time. way. Yeah, I I think the only the only thing that gives me like the credence that they could do a time limit draw is if it isn't the main event. Because mm -hmm. what you don't want is this show to end on a draw with probably the crowd booing the finish. Yeah. And that brings us to our final match to discuss. It is a singles match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. The rematch from Wrestle Kingdom as Kenny Omega defends the belt against Will Ospreay. I'm going my boy Will here. Will wins the belt back. I, I said this when we did the reactions for Wrestle Kingdom. I was like, this is brilliant. You have Omega win here and you do the rematch of Forbidden Door and Osprey gets the win there. Mm -hmm. I am so excited for this match. I, 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 I'm putting my flag in the ground. Omega Osprey is, is the match of the year in 2023. Nothing, aside from your very good argument of the, the Revolution match, which does, of the fatal four-way, there have been some matches that have come close, but nothing has been as good as Omega Osprey one from Wrestle Kingdom. And yeah. when you do a sequel, if you're doing an Osprey sequel, if you're doing an Omega sequel, they like to up the ante. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to pull out something incredible here. I am so excited for this double shot main event. Like, I think these are the two, this is the best double shot main event I've seen on a wrestling show, perhaps ever. Ever. Like, what, what can you compare it to? I don't know what you could compare just Danielson and Okada to, let alone pairing that with Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. 
But my word, I'm going to be so excited just to see how this match differs in terms of style from mm -hmm. their Wrestle Kingdom match yeah. because Kenny Omega is very much someone who tailors his style based on the promotion he's in. Kenny Omega in New Japan is a different wrestler compared to Kenny Omega in All Elite Wrestling, and both are absolutely fantastic. But he knows how to work an, a North American crowd, and he knows how to work a Japan crowd. And they're very different, so the match styles are different. I'm going to be so excited to see what this looks like on like a North American pay-per-view kind of card yep. compared to a big Tokyo Dome main event kind of match. Do they top themselves? Well, that's the thing. Like, are we going to do a third match in the series? As I think well? so. Because Wembley. We have got Wembley coming yeah. up. Yeah, I think you, you do the third match at Wembley. You want a big match for that? The only other big match I think you could do that would top doing Omega Osprey 3 is doing Omega Danielson 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be my only thing. But then I was like, you could do Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr. Yep. I've said my piece on that, though. That's too much of a technical match for a 90,000-seat building. Or a stadium, rather, because... I'm not putting anything past Danielson. I, I agree, but like, if you're up in the nosebleeds, you ain't seeing any of the intricacies of that match. You are not going to get the enjoyment out of that match that you would if you were just sitting at home and watching it or on the you know on the, the ground level watching it. But yeah, those are the only two matches I could think that would be like Wembley worthy would be Omega. I'm mean, actually there's a whole bunch of matches you could do, mm -hmm. but Omega Osprey 3 or Omega Danielson 2. But Omega Osprey 3, man, that would be like that. So yeah, do you do all of it now because this is it? Or do you do all of it now, but save that little bit extra because you know there's that third match coming? I think that's what we get here. I think Will wins the title back, and I think you do the rubber match in Wembley, and that would like absolutely put the stamp on, there's your feud of the year in the Observer Awards. Here's your trilogy of matches that they like to do all in one year and be like, 2023 is the year of Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega matches. Yep. And everyone will remember it as such. And I think it's going to be fantastic. Be awesome. I think they're going to leave it all in the ring in this match. I think Will is going to win the title batch. Uh, I think you end this show with the Blackpool Combat Club beating the hell out of Kenny Omega. And you hear Kota Ibushi's music. Yeah. Because we've got, you know, the Bucks, Hangman Page are there. So you've got all of the elite there to do your big stare down angle at the end. Don Callis is effectively aligning himself with uh, Will Ospreay, or at least offering his services to mm -hmm. Will Ospreay. So I think he's going to be playing into the finish somewhat. I think this is going to be awesome. I, As much as I was excited at the prospect of Double or Nothing ending with Kota Ibushi coming out and saving Kenny Omega, to have that at the end of this match, at the end of this pair of matches, at the end of this show, with everything that we've just said going into it, with all of the really heated angle that, that is the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite, with their match earlier in the night, I think that is a, a for sure, as if it wasn't already, but a for sure stamp on this show as show of the year. Yeah, I, I th there's a lot here, man. There's a lot to unpack. I think there's going to be some really good talking points coming out of this yep. match as well. I'm excited. I, I I lo wait. I'm looking up and down this card, and I'm excited. I think that trio's match is going to be fun. I think MJF Tanahashi is going to be great. Combat Club versus like the Elite with Ishii and Kingston. I think the four-way is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of... And then with all of that, Danielson Okada, which has the potential to be the best wrestling match ever. And Omega Osprey too. Yep. Oh, man. 
what what a show we are looking what forward to. What a show. And we're going to be doing live reactions to it. It's going to be uh, Chopper Pete Quinnell and the Professor Dan Layton, the truth Dan Layton, doing the live reactions here on the Restore Podcast channel. And then on the Monday, no collision review this week because we're going to be reviewing Forbidden Door instead. It's going to be myself and Chopper Pete Quinnell. Missing out on Tanahashi oh, versus Swerve. Well, I'm going to watch it. Not, I'm going to watch it, yeah. Yeah, but but... we're just not going to be reviewing it on Monday because we're going to be very focused on Forbidden Door. But we're doing that review on Monday. We've got a packed all week because the week after that is is Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. So we've got Money in the Bank predictions next week so with the return of Jam in the Jar. So there's a hell of a lot coming up on the Rest Talk Podcast channel. So please do get your subscribe buttons in right now if you've made it this far. Give us a little thumbs up as well. Leave a comment down below. Tell us what you think is going to happen on this show. I'm excited. I'm sure you're excited. I'm so excited. One year of me here in the UK. That's right. What a celebration. Literally on the anniversary of me landing. Yeah. So, I mean, if anything, that's a reason to celebrate. Come join us on Monday and join us on Sunday for the reactions and the reviews. Until then, I've been Luco in D-A-D. That has been Tempest. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.